to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren. Unsure why Martin was smiling so much. Martin, why are you smiling so much? Um, Darwin Nunes has just got himself sent off. What? Um, yeah, he's just he's just headbutted uh, Anderson, I think it was. What, what, like deliberately or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's a referee story, but... Should have pulled his hair, the referee wouldn't have seen it. Stay on, wouldn't yeah, if you, yeah, if you pull someone's hair and no one sees it, doesn't you can get away with it. <laughs> to be honest, doesn't even matter if they see it, because I'm sure that referee saw what happened. Premier League mm. debut. Well, full debut from the start. And you got home debut game. for sure. Home debut, yeah. And he's gone. Is he got is he got a temperament? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean I mean yeah. I just saw it. Yeah, it's not great, is it? <laughs> At least that sums up on Darren. You, you almost got him in. At least you didn't get him in your team. You, mm. you, you've been rewarded for waiting on that one. I think I think go. that's one prob- Welcome to the Man on Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say I think um, what's happening in the Liverpool game. Just when we went live, it started to kick off in the game. Bloody hell, I think we've all got it on. Um, how is everyone? All good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, mate. I was going to say, don't all answer at once. I'm interested, Darren, um, if you saw Zaha's goal as well and if, if, if he still makes you feel like you, you could still make it in the game. I've got football training tomorrow, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Already bought me boots last week. I think I mentioned on the pod last week I bought me boots. So uh, I'm definitely. Got, I, I, have, I do have football training tomorrow. Um, okay. If they say what you're doing here at nearly forty, I'd say, have you seen Wolfie Zaha? <laughs> All right, you're sticking to your guns on that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I am. I mean, let's be fair. Yes, he did score. It was a nice little finish, but he was good against Arsenal as well. Actually, to be fair, I mean, Ben White took care of him, but he was still looked a threat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's... But yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know what? The funny thing is, I, my my stepdaughter, I watched the first half with her and, she, and Zaha scored and she said, oh, that was really good by Zaha. And I was like, uh, do you know I dislike Zaha? I was like, is that why you're, why, you're trying to wind me up? And she said, no, I didn't know you didn't really like him. I said, I guarantee you they'll mention it when I go and record in a minute. <laughs> and lo and behold, this is the first thing you've heard. But Darren, who's better? Well, I did say it would be Thomas, not you, Martin. <laughs> Darren, who's better, Zaha or Iwobi? Oh, Zaha, like, hands down. Like, <laughs> last I'm, happy to give, I'm happy to give that to Zaha. Like, no, you're not, a, you're not only a Wobi fan either, are you? Not you did Zaha versus St. Maximin last week. You missed it then. That was the, mm. that was the one from last week with the, uh, the head-to-head. Yeah, I, don't, I like I like I like I like uh, St. Maximin. That's fine. <laughs> Zaha, no, we like, you like Zaha without goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like a lot of running. <laughs> Anyway, game week three. Game week three. <laughs> game week two. Thoughts and numbers. Listeners' questions answered. Well, what are we here for? Shall we crack on straight away? Go go go. Spurs and Wolves. Ooh, why is it why is it cut off there? Oh, that image is too big. Hopefully, they're not all like that. Uh, I was about to ask the question, Martin. Have we got a problem here? <laughs> but it's goal scorer odds. So what's that? Kane is that Kane slightly odds on to score That's again? Kane. Son, somebody I can't see. Richardson, it's Richardson third, and then then Kulisevsky fourth. The significant thing is the first two players are odds on. That's, I think that's what you look for each week. Now, how many, which players, and how many players are odds on for any time score? I think that's the, the most significant thing for me from the first two weeks. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. See, see how many we've got. It might be quite helpful for as a, as a guide to who we're going to captain in game week three. I'll, might be worth making a note of some of these numbers. I'll do that. Um, one one. Luis Diaz one one. Right. Yeah. I really didn't need Diaz yeah. to do anything. However, I want a delay. So who needs who needs Salah when you have got Diaz? <laughs> just that both. Yeah. Who just got that. the assist? Uh, uh, I don't think it even the, the the replay doesn't even go back that far. No, it doesn't. I think he might have just won the ball himself. Hang on, I'm, I'm behind you guys, so I can tell you. That's Milner. Back to Diaz. I'll be Milner. Diaz then. still Diaz still Diaz. Jesus Christ! If he goes from Great here, oh, that's a really good solo effort. It was Milner. Okay. No, oh, well, that's no damage then. Right. Back to this, we'll be here all night if we commentate on the Liverpool game. Yeah, we will. Yes. Hell of a solo um, effort, though, and fuck you, Diaz players. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. What have we all gone for? We've all gone for Spurs to win. That's yeah. Nice, but yeah. Still don't like Wolves at all. Yeah. The, I'm the only one that's gone for Wolves to even score a goal. Don't, don't <laughs> like them. They haven't got any attacking threat. I mean, apart from Fabio Silva, who's scoring goals for another team, they loaned him out. Yeah, well, can't. they've got their new guy. He, he's he couldn't feature, I don't think, in in the last game. But I just feel like with Wolves, it's a little bit of a an unknown, and sometimes that can catch teams, you know, a little bit cold footed. I still think Spurs will win. I think you know they've got the quality and they're at home. They should win, but I just got a feeling it's going to be one of those games where, you know, Wolves will have that five ten minute period, maybe if first half and in the second half, but. You know, I just think they'll put them under a little bit of pressure. Maybe Spurs will be a couple of goals up, and it might only be a consolation goal. But I just feel like, I feel like Wolves have have been decent in 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 their last in their last couple of games, and you know, I just think they've they've got the potential to score a goal. But I don't see them winning. It'll be, be interesting how they handle Tottenham. Like obviously, the Chelsea Tottenham game yesterday, they tried to nullify a son by having reached James basically man marking and following him all over the pitch yesterday into midfield. Mm. He played in the middle of the back three at some points, was the state of his man marking. Um, Wolves, I've got a feeling, are going to approach it a bit differently. I just think they'll defend very deep and leave very minimal space in behind for Sun. He obviously wants to run in behind, right? That's the purpose of what he's there to do. I don't think Wolves will allow that. I think they'll defend very deep, get seven, eight in front of the ball, keep quite compact, and it'll be a moment that. So I don't think Tottenham will score many because I don't think their creativity is good enough to like breach that. I, th- I think they'll pro- they will probably score one just for persistent pressure. Um, will it be a cross or header from a corner like Kane got yesterday or will he just have a, a shot from the edge of the box or something? I- I'm not that confident for Tottenham in this guy. So I think they'll win, but I don't think this will be them all in. I think on paper, a lot of people might identify this game as a possible captain game if they got one of the Tottenham players, but I really can't see Tottenham scoring that many because the, just the way Wolves have set up, I think, makes it makes it tricky for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, I mean, okay, that's that's fair. Um, they might they might nullify them quite well, but um... I think it I think it would uh, a lot a lot of ride on when the first goal goes in. If Tottenham score relatively early, then Wolves are in big trouble. Um, and it, and it could be it could be sort of three or four I think but um, but yeah there's no guarantee that will happen I suppose the, the big maybe talking point of this game in terms of FPL is people thinking is this the week to get Perisic in maybe um, <laughs> did you did you hear Planet FPL's pod today I haven't heard it yet yeah so he was saying that he doesn't see that um, obviously James said he doesn't see that. Um, 
Sessegnon's done anything wrong yet to get actually dropped. And also Conte said recently um, that he hasn't found the Perisic that he once knew and he hopes he can get it out of him. Um, I did see that quote. He was talking, yeah. he, was, he, was only, he was only talking in terms of his fitness. He said he's, he's not as fit yet as I know he can be. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I, that's not the way it sounded on the pod. But yeah, I mean, if you've seen the quote, then I'm, I'm happy for you to back that up and say it was, it was fitness bound. But yeah, he, he doesn't think that Perisic will start yet. He was more like 50-50 and got a clue. But okay. Sessegnon hasn't done anything wrong. I, I, think, I don't... Sorry, I think he starts this one. The bigger problem with him is that I don't know how many starts in the next three or four. I think he'll, he'll start this one, maybe back on the bench again. There's champions when the Champions League starts, he'll probably miss the week before that. Do you want do you want that player in your team that you're not sure every week that we've, we've also got a we've also got a round of midweek fixtures coming up, right? So yeah. he's probably going to miss at least one of those those three that go from the weekend to the midweek to the weekend. I he'll mean, probably miss at least one, if not two of those. Like in terms of starting. I'd say oh. if you own him, play him. If you don't own him, don't, don't buy get him. him in. Yeah. yeah, don't get him in. That's one of those. Well, do you need to worry about the minutes? Like he's already he's already outscored um, Cash and Dean, for example, isn't he? Like in the minutes that he has played. Yeah, well, wait, it was quite telling when he came on against Chelsea. He was on corners, wasn't he? Yeah, so, but he, um, you know, that James means addressed, James addressed that as well. He was only on corners because Son wasn't on the pitch. Son has gone off by that time. Like, no mm. doubt that if... But, yeah, but would Son, Son would take the corners from the right, Perisic from the left, or Son takes them from both takes sides? Him, takes them from both. He, I saw him take a free kick with his left foot during the game, so I know he's quite he's more both-footed than a lot of players are, but I didn't expect yeah. to see him take a free kick over on the right-hand side of his left foot. It, it, yeah. To be fair, he swung it in and it went over the crossbar straight up. But the fact that he was confident enough to do that and took it over a left-footed player... I think I'd, I'd say that's one to keep an eye on, though, because I think if Perisic is on the pitch, he's going to want some corners and free kicks and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was shared a little bit. We'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah same. Uh, yeah, he's as well for some people because he, he's, he's not an, he's, that price point is not an easy one to afford, is it? If you started off with five million and no money in the bank, you can't get there without selling someone else. Do you really want? Most of the premiums, maybe Robertson after tonight, would you make, consider downgrading him now? Or do you persevere? But a lot of the other, well, I've got Reese James, I'm not selling him yet. No, I'm not selling Reese James yet. So I can't really get to Perisic easily without upgrading Trippier and I haven't got no cash in the bank. So Yeah, I mean, I suppose Bailey down to a 4.5 is the is, is the one, isn't it, that you that, that a lot of people could, could do. Um, I mean, I've, I've already done Bailey down to the silver. I did it on Saturday. Not not really for De Silva, although the fact I knew he was going to go up to four point six, I think well he's he's nice and safe in his in his price point until I wildcard, and then there it's are giving a couple me... still playing four point fives. Yeah, there are. There's there's a there's a few options. Like not everybody's got Andreas yet, um, so there are there are options. So I think I think that'll be the popular route to it is to downgrade Bailey to a four point five, um, especially when you see. Like for me, like Neko Williams' performance against West Ham, like I've got no problems with starting him against Everton if I feel I need to, or Pereira's playing against Brentford, like that's absolutely fine. So I think you can downgrade Bailey to someone like De Silva, and you, you, you perhaps if you've got, you know, like Neko Williams or Patterson, or like it's not it's not the end of the world. You can do it, but 
Yeah, there's there's Lavia at Southampton. I think Pearson at Bournemouth. I think they've started both games so far at four points. I don't know quite what their attacking threat is. Not minimal, I would think. But they are playing at least for four point five. They'll get you two points if you if you need them. That, especially that Lavia guy at Southampton. But it's not the most enticing transfer, is it? Getting him in. No. <laughs> no. Shall we move to the next one? <clears throat> I hope it's in screen. Yeah, let's have it. Yeah. yeah, there's your boy, Darren, favourite of first goal scorer. Uh, nah, <laughs> uh, walk into me, mate. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, I don't know. What do, what, what do you think, Greg? What did, what did you make of Villa against Everton, Craig? And how do you feel about this game? I think we're in big trouble if we try and play 4-4-2 again. Not because 4-4-2 didn't work. I just think against Palace, the way they play and the threats they have, especially out wide, I think there's big trouble if we try and play the midfield diamond again with no wingers. I think we need bodies out wide to cope with Palace. I'd like to think Gerard will realise that. So I've, this is the issue with Bailey. I think we'll be back to 4-3-3 here, in which case he'll, he'll start. Um, so that, that's my gut feel. I feel like we should be 4-3-3. Buendia made such a difference when he came on. I'd, I'd be disappointed if he didn't get to start this. Coutinho hasn't has had a quiet first two games. Let's just give him a game off and see what difference it makes. He might jeer up a bit. So I'd like to see 4-3-3. Um, Ings obviously scored when they drop him for what Watkins was a bigger impact on the game though than Ings. So I'd like to see Buendia, Bailey, Watkins as the front three for this. Um He's a talking point from this game, isn't he? He is, he is Bailey. Uh, the ownership is quite high. What, what, what did I say? I think I mentioned earlier was what 60, uh, 63% on the price predictions. Obviously, they went to 100. They're likely to go down. So he's getting up there. I think by Wednesday, there's a reasonable chance he'll drop 0.1. So we've got like two days to make our mind up with him. Uh, people have got two, F, two free transfers because they rolled. Probably can get him up. I haven't got two free transfers. I've got a decision to make whether I want to roll because I do think he'll play. Or, um, or do I want to lose the point one? That's a question we'll pick up later on today. But I think we haven't played well in either game particularly. And we've just lost Diego Carlos now, probably to a new year, they think. So we're back to yeah, things in like constant. season type ending, right? Well, yeah, they're saying January as a, as a minimum. Um, 90th minute injury, the best ones, aren't they? Um, Gerard better make friends with Tyro Mings then because he's going to have to rely on him. Well, he played on him, played on the weekend, didn't he? Um, I'm trying to, maybe we'll get Martin Skirtle where I'm seeing my old Liverpool mate you can find to bring him. <laughs> uh, maybe, <Skirtle> the turtle. <laughs> maybe someone like him will get as a as a urgent last transfer funny game we did alright in this fixture last year um, so I, I wouldn't write us off completely but given how I played the first two games I'm not the most uh, encouraged shall we say but yeah in, ter- in terms of Bailey I've got a feeling he starts this but I reckon it'll be 4.9 by Saturday morning so is, is, is how you feel about that situation. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Do you all have Bailey out of interest? So I, I, I got rid of him at the weekend. I had two free transfers, so I decided I was just going to get that done. And yeah, then I'll I make have. my mind up about whether I make another transfer or not. I have Bailey. Mm, I got rid of him myself. I know we're going to talk about Bailey later, so I just... Popped into my head to ask that. I think all the other Villa assets I'd consider selling. Now, anyone that's like with cash or didn't yet hasn't worked out. You can see on the screen there how bad the fixtures seem to get um, soon. I, I, I wouldn't be expecting a clean sheet this weekend either. So I think they're, I think cash is quite close to dropping as well. 
I think he's even closer than Bailey. He may even drop tonight. So um, I think if you've got Cash or Dinya, I think they're a bigger priority than Bailey, I would say, at the moment, because you probably want to start that spot where Bailey is benchable, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think all, all Villa assets are a bit dead now. I think you got them for the first two, maybe the first four. And after that, they was going to go anyway. Um, I'd probably just bite the bullet and get rid of most of them now. I say Bailey, I think you could hold for a week. Um, well, I'm, just, uh, I'm looking on um, footy fix now and um, actually the only Villa player that's due to go down tonight for sure is, well, he's 99.9% is Tyro Mings. So actually there isn't any other one due to go down tonight. He'll start every game soon as well now. So that's a playing defender for mm. a mid-table team for 4.4. That'll be, won't it? Yeah, cash is 88%. They're saying he'll go down tomorrow. Okay. I wouldn't recommend getting any Villa players in there with those fixtures coming up. It's yeah. be wild card and they're a wild card team now, Billy. You see how they get on the next five. Maybe what that Southampton game is a possible wild card week, I think, for many. So reassess then, I think. I wouldn't be considering getting anyone else in before then. Any Palace players? I haven't watched the game tonight. I know some of you have probably watched any of it. Is any Palace players worth getting in? Oh, yeah, I mean Zaha's Zaha's always an option, isn't it? And he's I one like of those he's one of those players um where it's difficult to predict where his points are actually going to come. So he's he's one of those players where you don't need to really worry about fixtures too much. Obviously the obviously Man City away is that after next week. Um not great, but on the break he can score against anybody, can't he? So I think he's consideration. I think Gahey and Anderson are gonna be options. A bit later on, once they're through this difficult opening run, they're going to be decent budget options on wild card, aren't they? I think, but probably not for not for right now. I mean, their fixtures aren't terrible after after Man City. They've got Brentford home, Newcastle away, Man United at home. Is is that a terrible game? I don't think. No, it's not start. really. It's not really, is it? But I think Eze will be up there as one of the better five point fives as well. He's playing tonight, wasn't he? I think to start or just yeah, be yeah, so, yeah. If you got point, if you if you were sensible enough to start with point five, maybe there's a you could get him as your Bailey replacement if you wanted to sell. I wouldn't be against getting him in. Yeah, I think I think I just wait until those two away games are done. So the next two away games, Man City away, Newcastle away. I think after that, they're perfectly reasonable picks for sure. Yeah, I I like Eze. To be fair, I think is one I'd have my eyes on if they had a decent run of run of fixtures but that's probably the only one uh do you want me to move on yeah, yeah. Okay. Move on. everton forest do you want me to move on <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting i, I mean I, I say that but forest were quite good weren't they Let's well yeah and it's the battle of the four million defenders isn't it patterson <laughs> against neko williams it's also the battle um, of who's going to start up front for forest because they've got 20 strikers Oh, Owanui. Owanini. Owanyi. That was a pretty jammy finish by him as well, wasn't it? Yeah, off his, off his Owanini. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start Neko Williams in this. I was really encouraged by I, his performance. I have also done the same. Um obviously they it's one of the jammiest clean sheets you'll ever see. Obviously, two two shots off the underside of the bar and onto the line. A missed penalty, a disallowed goal, which you know you've seen him given. 
But in terms of his attacking play, um, I think he got shot tears in Sky um, and lots of quality delivery into the box. So um, I say I, I don't really rate Everton. So I'm, I think I'm going to play Neko Williams this weekend. But yeah. I wouldn't put people off starting Patterson either, to be fair. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I was starting Nico Williams in this one as well. It's Henderson jumped to the top of the 4.5 keeper crew as well. I know Pickford's in there as well, you could argue, and plenty of others. Um, I'm not knee-jerking on the back of one fourteen pointer because you ain't going to save a pen every week, but it seems like he's not bad for save points again. I bet Man United wish I had him in goal against Brentford rather than De Gea, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah, the save points is good, but I mean, yeah, really, West Ham should have scored, shouldn't they? Their XG was was great. Um, well, great, but it was you know they should have scored. So yeah, maybe a bit, maybe a bit early days for that. I'm not sure I'd be using a transfer on it. It's one to keep an eye on for wild card, isn't it? I think. But anything else to say about this one, or shall I? Shall, shall I, I was just gonna. I'll just say that I. Can see Everton digging in and kind of grinding out a clean sheet here. I think um, Everton are going to have to rely on that home form that kept them up at the end of last season. Um, <clears throat> not had the best, obviously, first game. So I think, yeah, they're going to try and rally around the team and backs to the wall kind of job. Mm. It's a huge game for them. If you look at those fixtures, obviously Brentford away and Leeds away. I don't necessarily rate those as green fixtures for Everton at all. No. And then if they don't get anything out of that, it's then Liverpool and Arsenal. So they, they really need to win this game. And to be fair, at the back end of last season, they were winning the home games that they needed to win. Mm. Um, so you'd think, you'd think it's going to be like a, a good atmosphere and all that stuff, kind of like it was at the back end of last season. Like it's not going to be lost on the Everton fans that it's important that they get off the mark here, I think. They did, uh, they did lose Decore, didn't they, I think, to injury, which won't help. Did they? Okay. Excited about that. Is that his name? I don't know how much he is in FPL. Was five million, and he's one guy I considered getting in for Bailey. I had two yeah. people to get in for Bailey. One was Josh De Silva. One was Unana. What's my name? Uh, and I really nearly went for Unana. He would look really good when he came on. But um, it's Everton. Look at that. Two draws, one away win, one home win. Completely different in terms of type of player for top pick. It's very varied, isn't it, this week? Yeah. So, yeah we'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll come back to this one. Uh, next is Fulham-Brentford. Clash, clash of the recently promoted. None of us have gone for a home win. It's quite interesting, yeah. um, considering the performance so far. Um, but yeah, M Mitro will probably go and score this week, only after people... Mm chased yeah. his points from week one and then got a minus one for their efforts and <laughs> maybe transferred him straight back out. He'll go and score this week. There's been a lot of knee-jerk transfers, hasn't there? This like Much more so in FPL this season. Oh, there always is early days with the mm -hmm. with, with players that will give up after eight, nine weeks. But... Brentford are the team. I think if you play the fixtures into a wild card, I think Brentford are up there. It's probably top three teams. They're not the most attractive assets. I'd love to get Tony in, but anyone that's like with a budget third forward probably ain't going to be able to get there because you're not going to want to drop, in most cases, Harlem and Jesus, right? They're the common pairing. You can't drop either of those two for Tony, I don't think. So, pretty quite a privileged position if you've got space for a third playing striker. 
but I'd, I'd love to get Tony in um, for this run. Um, I've also put Rico Henry on the on the ownership decisions list because of all the four point fives, I think now he's another one who's quite interesting. He's I think he's done fairly well for chances created. He's playing left wing back. Um, say four point five, maybe the way I could get him in for Trippier to free up the point five that would allow me to upgrade Bailey. I'd probably be happy to more than happy to play him in most of those next run of games. So I wouldn't. They're not the most attractive options. You won't look at a Brentford defender and think, I want to get them. But if you are playing the fixtures, he's um, probably under the radar a little bit, I would think. Well, I can't see what his ownership is on my screen. It's a bit blurry, but it's quite going to be quite low. Yeah. He's a consideration for me because at the moment I've got 0.5 in the bank and I've also got Bowen in my team. He's quite a cash cow. Yeah, so, 0.5 cash cow. So if I, if I brought... Owen, like right down to somebody that's just going to sit on the bench. Um, I could, I could turn like Lyle Taylor into Ivan Tony potentially. You so know, mine. That's basically exactly the moves I did yesterday. I did. Um, I brought Jaden Sancho down to Josh Silva, and then I upgraded Lyle Taylor to Ivan Tony. Yeah, so I could yeah. do that and have cash left over to to to, to still play. So um, yeah, that's a, that's something I'm seriously considering. The other move is um, just swapping Bowen for Gundogan. So I think that's I think that's the decision I'm going to make this week. Do I just stick with Bowen and roll my transfer again? Um, or do I prefer Gundogan or Tony? I think that those are the options for me this week. Gundogan's a sexy pick. Depends how much you rate Brentford for this. Um, Mitrovic is actually odds on to, so I just was making notes of all the odds on any time scorers. Mitrovic is actually on the list here. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you think Brentford can win this, then Tony's obviously good. You might be able to hold off another week, might you, and get do it next week when they've got Everton. Probably just as good. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the other that's the other thing. So it would cost me a minus four because I'd have to um, obviously downgrade Bowen and then upgrade Taylor. So, um, but yeah, I could put myself in a position where I can do it next week, perhaps. But yeah, I, I definitely like it as an idea. Brentford look good and Tony looks good. Their fixtures are good, so kind of why not really. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, I like I like Brentford. I haven't got one in FPL this week. It's a consideration that I could get one, uh, but I have to take a minus four. But I did get one in from my fan team actually, just because I do like their fixtures. If I could get if I could get one of them in without taking a minus four, then I, I probably would, and I might look to do it for that Everton fixture um, next week. Uh, shall I shall I move on? Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, uh, Leicester Southampton <laughs> Thomas you're the only one who thinks that Leicester will keep a clean sheet that's wrong they, mm. they can't they just can't do it <laughs> let's see let's see who, who's right there you, you all only predicted Southampton to score one so you know you've all gone for Leicester to win so I'd be bloody surprised these teams I don't like basically these are, this is two of the teams I don't rate both the managers I think are on the block I don't rate particularly either of these two just get the home win both teams to score was my was my take on it yeah both teams to score um yeah you've got a fancy haven't you look at the the recent score lines between the two so last season Leicester won this 4-1 and it was 2-2 um at St Mary's um so yeah it's just uh that Vardy Madison relationship um in the Arsenal highlights sort of stood out for me I'm 
I said all pre-season I was going to start with Madison and I didn't and he's got a goal and assist already and now he's got this game um, and in that Arsenal game he was the furthest man forward a lot of the time So considering um, uh, I mean they haven't got a great two games after the Southampton one so I can understand why you wouldn't go maybe from Bowen to Madison No I'm not going to do it now because that will just lead to Bowen scoring a brace against Brighton 100% <laughs> but, um, uh, Madison getting nothing but yeah so it's just a little bit frustrating because I had him in all pre-season but um, that's the way it goes isn't it that's the way it goes uh, but yeah definitely fancy goals in this one and I think I think Madison is the pick over Vardy now in the Leicester team personally looking at what we've seen so far um, and the positions Madison's taking up yeah I've never considered Vardy I think the only player of interest to me across these two teams is Juge Bihal one because he's the same price as Bailey again if you if you just want to do the straight swap for five million, I think he's perfectly viable as a as a five million. Hundred percent more reliable than Bailey, less upside probably. Funny, funny. It's, I mean, it's very telling about the uh, clean sheet thing. I am starting Dewsbury Hall this week because it's Southampton, but I'm not starting Castagne because I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet. <laughs> um, well, I don't plan on starting him anyway. Um, cool. Next up, we have. Oh, what one? You had to ruin the Jesus clean sheet, <laughs> didn't you, Thomas? Gone white, white, and Craig ruined the three 0 Oh, you terrible people! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the optimist because I haven't got any Arsenal defenders in my field I, team. I, I I to, I'm just going to keep tipping the con- the concession just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm considering taking a minus four and getting an Arsenal defender in for this run. Um, I wouldn't be put off by the fact that we conceded the two goals to Leicester, but for doing that, they looked decent at the back. Um, Leicester looked all right attack-wise. Um, you know, their own goal was unfortunate. Um, it was a misplaced header and Ramsdale slightly at fault as well. But at the end of the day, the defender shouldn't be heading it directly at the goal. He should be heading it wide of the goal anyway. Um but yeah, I mean, I've 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 gone for Saka as my as my top pick simply because he's had two quieter games, and I don't think that's going to continue. I think um, you know teams are going to see that you know we've had two good games on our left hand side, and probably maybe put a bit more pressure on on the players on the left hand side, whether he's Inchenko or or, or Martinelli, um, even Xhaka, left eight. Um, so I just think that will open up opportunities for the right-hand side. Saka, I think, is still our designated penalty taker, so he's always a threat from there as well. Um, but yeah, Jesus could, I could easily have picked Jesus as well, but I just thought I'd be a little bit different. If Thomas, quick question for you on this then. If I was to take mm-hmm. a minus four for a defender from Arsenal, who would you get? I've got my idea. But... This week? I'd just in general. It's, mm, depends why you want them. If you want them because you think Arsenal keep clean sheets, then I'd say Gabriel. Okay, if you good. want them because of the possibility of attacking threat, I'd say Zinchenko. But we seem to be shoring up the defense by taking him off at between 70, 75 minutes. So 
there's always the possibility that, you know, he comes off and he hasn't done anything. But I doubt he's going to be taken off before the 60th minute. So if you think, if you're confident Arsenal will keep a clean sheet, you know, Zinchenko should stay on to get the, the, the six points for the clean sheet and there's the possibility that he gets the attacking return. Um, but with him, it's more likely, I would say, an assist, whereas Gabriel can be a threat from corners. Um, You've not helped me because it's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, in all fairness, anyway. Saliba should start. So if it's a budget thing, Saliba is still a viable pick. Um, Tommy Asu versus Ben though. White. You know, <laughs> I don't want to take Tommy one. Asu. But I also think I need an Arsenal player, so an Arsenal defender, I should say. So, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't take a minus four to get an Arsenal player, though. Not yes. defender anyway. That's what Not I might do next week then, or maybe I'll yeah. Because yeah. it's Bournemouth away, and you know it's it's not impossible that they they nick a goal at some point. The fans will still have hope at this point, and you know they'll still be rallying behind the team and all that jazz. So you know, interesting question, Thomas. So you're probably you're going to say no, I think, because you just tipped Saka as your top pick. But if you had him now, and you had two free transfers this week. Is it? Would you consider selling him? Because I think most people would agree that Jesus and Martinelli are the two better attacking options to have in FPL. Martinelli because he's two million cheaper, or one point eight million cheaper now, and Jesus because he's had he's had the most shots of anyone in the game. So I, I, having three is awkward. So I, would you consider downgrading Saka to Martinelli if you haven't got him? And then it is something I have thought about. Um, I did consciously pick Saka over Martinelli because I know that Saka is the better player, but Martinelli is in better form, but also our left-hand side of the pitch is in better form, as in from an attacking point of view. So we have Zinchenko pushing up left-back, who's coming into central midfield half the time. Xhaka is playing better than Odegaard in in an attacking sense at the moment. Martinelli and Jesus seems to be drifting well uh, to the left a lot and working well with Martinelli. So just the left-hand side of the pitch is more dangerous at the moment. Um, if for whatever reason in game Saka and Martinelli were to swap sides, I think that Saka may benefit from that also. Um, if I had two free transfers, I would consider it. Um, I didn't do it because it was, as I, said, I did consider it myself, but I didn't do it because similar to what Martin said earlier with Bowen, I had a feeling if I was to go and swap Saka for Martinelli, Saka is going to be the one that goes and performs this week. He's had two quiet weeks. So for me, I just wasn't going to, just not going to risk it. And it, I've, I've missed two price rises on it, but I'm just, just holding back for now and just enjoying him doing well anyway. But I wouldn't be put off doing it if I still at this point had two free transfers. Yeah, it must, must be quite nice if you're an Arsenal fan right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Temporarily, I'm sure. But it is. The sheet as well, because he's five million. I'm, I'm worried if he'd start enough games, especially when the thought of Zinchenko play midfield and Tierney at left back, then Jack would be the likely one to drop out. But he is five million low owned. And if you if you've only got two Arsenal players and need a Bailey replacement, he's probably got to be on the on the shortlist as well, I think, for a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, that's a shout. I like that. Yeah. I've only got three Arsenal, so I can't do it, but he's maybe a bit under the radar as an option. I, I didn't realise it was that cheap, Shaka. Yep, and he's just been named joint vice captain today as well. So he isn't going anywhere and he should be starting most weeks, I believe. It's a card magnet though, isn't he? <laughs> he's a referee card magnet. Um, yeah, there is, you know, 
there's certain things, situations where it's reputation. There's times where he's stupid. That's not, I'm not going to be biased. I think there's times where he's definitely stupid. But there's, there was that famous thing last season where the referee pointed to two fouls that he'd previously done and gave him a yellow card and it was his first foul. So it's like, you know, he's just got, he's, he's going on reputation. And it's like, if Xhaka does it, the consequence can sometimes be worse than, you know, if Xhaka had pulled Cucurella's hair, Xhaka would have got a red card, 100%. But, Xhaka would have got a red card if Cucurella pulled Xhaka's hair, probably. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he's one of those live by the sword, die by the sword. Like I said, he does some, some reckless things at times. He does lose his head a little bit at times, but... You know, as a professional, I, I, I like him. Can't can't slate the man. Fair enough. Let's just move on to Leeds and Chelsea. Hmm. What have we all gone? Everyone's gone for a Chelsea win. It's been so much two goal win. Yeah, we've all gone by a couple of goals. They've looked they've looked decent enough, haven't they, Chelsea? But. It just needs it just needs like Mount or Sterling or Havertz to have a have a game where they're clinical and 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 they can easily score a few goals, can't they? But mm. they just do they have that person that's going to be consistent enough? Um, are you ever going to be shocked if they come away with a nil nil when they should have won two nil? It's, it's that thing, isn't it? But really, they ought to they ought to win this, didn't they? But mm. they what didn't look good. Polisic's hair. <laughs> I didn't recognise him actually when he, no. when he came on. I did say, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Dang, that's Pulisic." It's like he's gone for some type of weird permy sort of mullet thing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you're confused, mate. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Leeds did something in this game. To be fair, I mean, I you know we have to stick our neck on the line and pick a pick a team to win or a draw, or whatever. But I think this is one of those games where. Either, either side could win and it, I wouldn't be totally shocked because Leeds haven't been that bad this season and, you know, they seem to be in a good place under under their new manager. Well, it's not that new now, but, you know, they seem to be on board and fans seem to be happy. So, yeah, I've, I've, I have predicted Chelsea, <clears throat> excuse me, to win, but, you know, I could easily see Leeds battling a, a 2-1 or something like that. It could be 1-1 to... to near the end and Chelsea are pushing and Leeds snatch it. So mm. yeah, I think think Leeds are in a decent place right now. Better than you know, I think they'll do better than they did last season. Yeah. He was always a defensive first manager to me and they'll try and win a game one nil is one a bit more like that. I can't work out where Leeds fit onto that sort of structure of do we go for it or do we play cautiously? It's an away game. Will they be quite defensive and try and pinch something or will they think that Leeds are sort of relegation type team will we can afford to be focused a bit more on our attacking threat rather than try and nullify them as a priority so uh, is Bamford out again no he should be alright they took him off as a precaution Uh, he's not injured so fair enough I went I put I my transfer this week was to get rid of Rashford dog shit and get in Harrison Mm. now although I've got Harrison in I'm not playing him in this game uh, just because I do, I, I do believe that I don't believe. Sorry, I'm not going to start again. I do believe that Lee, uh, Chelsea will smash Leeds. I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling, but I needed to avoid the price drop on Rashford, which did happen. 
So I'm glad I did that. And it's the fixtures after this Chelsea one that I wanted for wanted him for for Leeds. So um, I'm glad to I mean, see him. Sterling have it amounts amount have all had good chances, haven't they? The first couple of weeks, I just I'm kind of a little bit with you. I just got a feeling that at least one of them is gonna is gonna get off the mark this week because definitely coming in it. <laughs> it. It feel it does feel like it's coming that 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 that, that three is gonna click into gear and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna create goals and maybe maybe it will be this week. But they should have they could have beaten Tottenham for four or more. They oh yeah, hundred percent. So you have it. That's a he's got to be scoring that from the James Cross late on. Hundred percent, yeah. It's cost me an assist, but um, yeah, absolutely. He 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 definitely should, and and that's the thing. It only takes an unlucky team like Leeds potentially for them to uh, start conceding them, and you've got like Mm -hmm. a four nil loss on your hands. So although I got Harrison in, he's not playing for me this week. Um, James James is the player I'm most scared of now. He's he's the one that I don't own that. This uh, hands over face kind of situation, because um, even even in that Spurs game where he's played, he played centre back sort of when they were out of possession. Um, it didn't it didn't really stop him when they were in possession pulling out wide. So even in games where he does do that, I don't think it's too much of a concern. And then when he's just given full license to just be that be that wide man and stay forward, it's just. That last 15 minutes against Tottenham, you see how dangerous he is. It's like, oh God. Yeah. I mean, I was praying he would give an own goal. I don't I don't think his place is really under threat. I don't think he's got a real competition. Unlike the other wing where there is actually two genuine options now. I I don't really think Chelsea have got a genuine option. I know Loftus Cheek played there yesterday because James had to cover to follow Sun around. In general, I think he's going to play the majority. I think James won't have got anyone else. He's kind of become. I want. He's really not essential, but I think he's quite hard to. He can match a lot of the more expensive players for attacking returns for considerably less money. Um, what do you think about Cucurella? I put him on there, five million. He's probably the more obvious choice for people that try to sell a Villa fullback, or in my case, Trippier. I'm considering because Newcastle's games ain't that good. He's still going to share. He's still going to share his minutes with Chilwell, isn't he? That's yeah. why. Do I want that? him and Perisic are both on my radar and both of them I just feel like a minute's risk do I want to be going just, there? Uh, yeah, I mean if you pick a player you need him to be playing like mo- like weekly is, is the thing isn't it? And I know everyone has a, has a rest and everything but you know I can, I can accept a one game rest mm-hmm. you know potentially that midweek game that comes up Liverpool might use Simakas instead of Robertson for a game do you know what? Because it's a midweek game why not? Um, and, he's, and he's pretty handy he came on today for Robertson so and that's the thing that's that that's always going to happen as well isn't it like he's yeah. always going to come on for a one pointer when he doesn't start exactly so, so it's like what well, i would not be spending five million when there's other nailed five million players on a guy who is going to share minutes back and forth with, with another what guy. about just just this just reminded me of chapman situation where some people went for the strategy of owning ian hart and was it Harpel Singh? Harpel yeah. Singh? Yeah. So going for the double up. So would you consider maybe owning Chilwell and Cucurella or Sessegnon and Perisic starting the better player? With... Well, both going to play though, aren't they? Most would, because what would happen is if, let's say, Chilwell started and Cucurella mm. was on your bench and then... Yeah, the, dif- the difference with the Chapman yeah. analogy is... Um, 
you know, we were, a- we're able to work out which games single start and which games heart will start yeah. by and large. And you're not going to be able to do that here, I don't think, maybe. But I still think Chilwell's first choice when he's fit. Another one like Perisic, he's obviously come back from quite a long-term injury. They're sort of managing his minutes, shall we say. Yeah. I think we, I think Ukraine might start the next two or three while Chilwell still finding his feet and getting his sharpness back. But I think mid-term, I think Chilwell will be the preferred option. They may, so they may play Kukurella at centre-back because Koulibaly on his left foot yesterday was absolutely atrocious. He played left centre-back and they kept rolling in the ball out <laughs> on his left side and he just kept like, heaving it anywhere. So they may, they, it's possible they play Kukurella left centre-back just to improve distribution at the back three. They could play Koulibaly the other side. Um, so I can see what I think is, I think it's probably fairly safe to start the next two or three. So if you want a five million Chelsea defender, you haven't got one, I think he'll you will probably get you through to a wild card and probably play most of the minutes, I think. But after wild card, I don't think I consider having him. Or there's also you could try if you genuinely think the transfer is going to happen, you could always go for Fofana as well, get him in early. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's I've got Southampton that. this week, as we mentioned at home. If he's going to join Chelsea, then realistically he's going to join them probably within the next seven days or so. So you you know you could have. Fofana, you could bench him if you didn't want to play him this week and then be ahead of the curve having a 4.5 million Chelsea surely starting centre-back. I mean, more often than not, I think he could. Um, it's not a bad shout, but I'd, I'd need to see that transfer happen before I even thought about getting him in. <laughs> Fair enough. But hey, we haven't got long... Well, we've got another 15 days of the transfer window, haven't we? So we'll see. I know that, yeah. Just an update for tonight, by the way. Diaz got Max bonus, Harvey Elliott two bonus points, and I think Trent and Eze are going to get one each. Just for an update. Oh, I mean, that, so I think that, decent night for Luis Diaz. I've got him, so that's uh, yeah, it's not bad for Diaz owners there. I think it's a nine pointer. I think. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. My one of my mates texted me and said, uh, "Wasn't Darwin wasn't the right decision, was he?" And I captained him. <laughs> my no, decision. he got a price rise, didn't he? In the weekend. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> That's going down again, isn't it? Three match ban now. Yeah, yeah, straight red. Three match. Oh, yeah, unlucky. Unfortunately, Jot is not fit off. Uh, anyone fancy Roberto Firmino? Well, he, Firmino no. wasn't even on the bench tonight, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know who he's going to play up front. I'm Nottingham Forest are buying him. Okay. <laughs> right, West Ham, Brighton. <laughs> Tough I've one, this. Problem, I've got a problem with West Ham. They yeah, so have I. Yeah, started very well, have they? Jared Bowen, in particular, um, has really not looked an eight point five, an eight point five midfielder. Not looked himself at all. Um, obviously, we're, we're talking FBL here, but I obviously transferred in Declan Rice for Sky and captained him, uh, and that got me a minus four because he missed a penalty, got a card, an early card as well, a yellow card in the ninth minute. I was like, he's he's done me here. I'm done. He's going to get a red, mm. and I'm and I'm on minus, but. They just aren't clicking. Well, they didn't play that bad against Nottingham Forest. They were really unlucky. So it's one of the jammiest clean sheets I've ever seen in my life. Um, And you can't really judge them too harshly for what happened against Man City. They were still very organised against Man City, but they just had too much for them. So I don't know. I wouldn't get too excited about West Ham being crap. um, So I don't think they necessarily are. But this is another tough game for them. Um, they are and a better away from home than at home, aren't they? I mean, they were last season. Yeah, that that did reflect in their results. But 
Yeah. I was really disappointed not to see Bowen take that pen. I know he's never been on penalties, but Tally's man of the team. Oh, I really go. thought I really thought he'd take the pen. Me uh, too. I mean, yeah. I had Fornells in another team, so I was kind of hoping Fornells might have taken it as well. I don't know if he does take penalties, but I was like, I don't know who takes penalties for West Ham when they got it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm not sure if Fornells was still on the pitch at that point. He, did he, was, he was still on the pitch. He was, was he? Okay. I remember he got subbed quite early. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I wonder if Rice will get another one because it's not the first penalty he's missed, is it? So maybe maybe well, Bowen will get him now. Uh, and, and, and I see that you've copy and pasted the word Scamaka, how I've actually put it in our chat, that I don't know how that's spelled. <laughs> I just... just... I just I just copied you. Oh yeah, I couldn't. Right, cool. So for anyone who goes wants to pick up <laughs> that is the complete wrong spelling of that name. Definitely spell it wrong, Darius. Got a red squiggly line underneath. You know what I fucking mean. So that man, uh, <laughs> I think he'll start this game. Think, well, I'm... it'll be interesting because West Ham are playing in Europe on Thursday. So yeah, it'll be interesting the 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 lineup for that. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe you could start this game. Although I say Antonio played reasonably well against Forest, although he not didn't scoring look, though, is he? So... He didn't look like he didn't ever look like he was going to score, but he was doing well at bringing Fornells and Ben Rama into the I game. Mean, that's kind of what he does now. He's playing that mm. sort of deeper striker role, bringing people in. He's starting to remind me of Lacazette, which is not a compliment, really. Harry Kane. Hmm. Harry right. Kane. I, I mean, I mean, we're not coming on to Tottenham yet, anyway. But we will come on to them. Um, I got a problem with him as well. I think um, this is a decent game for Skamaka because you know he's he's a tall tall uh, lad. You know he's big and strong. Yeah, and you I, know I, up I, against someone like Dunk. Yeah, I mean I know Antonio's strong as well, but I just think Skamaka could be a a good threat in this game. Yeah, I I I was kind of hoping. Uh, I mean, I waited. Uh, obviously, we're talking Sky again. But I waited for the. I mean, I'm learning, guys. I waited for the lineup for the West Ham game before I made any changes. Uh, well and I waited, and I still fucked it up with the wrong choices. But that's <laughs> the point. The point is, I waited, and I've, I'm I'm learning, and I'm not doing terribly in Sky. I've started off okay, but I was kind of hoping Scamacher started, and that was going to be one of my moves. I was going to take a punt on him. Mm. Um, they need oh, to do yeah. something West Ham. The one thing I noticed in pre-season was a lack of goals. I think they played like a fairly good team against someone like Bishop Stortford and only scored like one goal. And I think that was a big, big warning sign for me that they couldn't put three or four past them with a you fairly good first. You mentioned that a couple of pods ago, I'm pretty sure, that you mentioned Yeah, they, I, just didn't, I, I needed to see some goals from them from somewhere. And I know they was unlucky the weekend, but nope. oh, they still didn't score. So... Yeah, Brighton, I think Brighton kept Newcastle with something like 0.3 XG or something the weekend, which was I thought was quite impressive, but considering what Newcastle were like against Forest in game week one. So I don't think I don't think Brighton will give them a lot here. I'm not saying West Ham won't score. I predicted they won't, but they could they could score, but I don't think Brighton will make it easy for them. They're not not the ideal sort of game you want when you're struggling for goals, I don't think this. No. And uh we see the, the bookies odds there. So the bookies al- algorithms have got both teams as odds against to score more than one, um, which is quite rare, mm. um, especially for the home team. So the bookies definitely fancy it to be tight as well and can't really argue with that. Can you? I might play Dunkey. I first benched him the weekend for seven points because I played Bailey instead, changed my mind that like half hour before the deadline and dropped, dropped Dunk. Um, I should sort of go through with it this time. I've got a lot of away players and a few sort of 50-50 calls this week. He's probably one of my more awkward ones, I think, Dunk for this week. Because um, I don't think West Ham will score, but it's not. It's, it's a hard clean sheet to predict, though, isn't it? Yeah, 
before we uh before we move on uh do you have a plan for bowen martin um well as i mentioned earlier i need to make a decision do i want to just swap him down to maybe somebody like gundigan um that looks a decent option that's the less a million saving um that could be used used elsewhere that could help me get james there's your james money ownership's so low as well gundam i think you'll come up on whatever slide it is it's only like two percent or something stupid i, I guarantee yeah. you now with the captaincy bernardo silva potentially leaving and go, uh, yeah i can see gundam getting a rise pretty quickly as well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eye on that because it's already on my mind so if i see that yeah. gundam's in for a rise then i might just do I, it I would do this way. he's been yeah. named club captain as well hasn't he so yeah, that's Majority of did, a, did a tweet which looked or a message that looked like it was a farewell but also a thanks for the support type message it was a bit cryptic yeah oh silver does want to go silver does want to go, go. Yeah, yeah exactly so yeah, man city yeah. will sell him but the valuation is this they're very far apart that's the problem well i mean the club yeah. buying don't have any money so i don't really fucking understand it but hey you know <laughs> yeah well there is that yeah. But, yeah, Man City won about 100 million euros, I think. Yeah, that's a bit That's a bit much. I thought it was about, yeah. That's a bit yeah. Much. More yeah. quickly on Brighton, I think a bit like Brentford, I think they've got quite a lot of fairly cheap assets that probably aren't bad, and the fixtures across the next five or six like Brentford yeah. are pretty good. So I think they're another team to look at. Why isn't Dav? Why isn't Dav not playing? Welbeck's killing it, right? Yeah, Welbeck's just too good at the moment. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah, fair point. He's doing quite well. But, yeah, I, I just thought I'd see more minutes from him so far. He's writing on my bench at a point you know, in certain one or two teams and i'm just a little bit like i need more from <laughs> i need something um cool next game man city newcastle <laughs> we don't think newcastle are going to score fair point and we've yeah obviously this, this is player. this is a very different newcastle now but you can see those last five league results um newcastle have struggled in this fixture um yeah, to keep the ball out of their net for sure um, but yeah, I suppose you've got to appreciate it's Eddie Howe, it's a different Newcastle to a point. Oh, look at that. I but, ruined um, the score. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, do you know what? I don't like not having a, um, a, a Man City midfielder. And I don't know who to get and how to get there is my, is my problem at the moment. Well, you bigged up Grealish all summer, didn't you? So I did, and 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 um, I mean he's doing okay, but he's not doing Foden numbers and KDB numbers, and you know if the Gun Dog is now the kind of kind of safest pick as well with the captaincy etc. As we just explained, is Grealish the one I want? And I, the problem is I don't know how to get to him, um, so uh, there is that. Gundogan's going to play enough more minutes to justify playing the extra 0.5, isn't he, over Grealish, I think? Yeah. Gundogan is, what, 7.5? At the moment, yeah. And Grealish is 7. I think I'd pay the extra 0.5. For... I didn't know that, actually. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was 7. I might be wrong. No, Gundogan is 7.5. It's there on the screen. <laughs> no, I thought Grealish. Grealish was 7. Oh, Grealish, Grealish is definitely yes, 7. Grealish, yeah, is seven. Grealish is definitely yeah. 7, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean... That's something I'm, I, I'll, I'll weigh up at some point if I think Foden down to Gundogan is is worth it because I have Foden. Um, you know, if I, if I need the money, it's not a, not a terrible move. And I know that Pep likes Foden in Europe as well. So that's something I'll have to be conscious of when the Champions League games come around. 
because I wouldn't be surprised if Grealish gets a bit more Premier League minutes around the European games and Foden starts starts those Champions League games. Back on say Newcastle had a 0.3 xG against Brighton. I know that was an away game, but that doesn't that that's why I'm predicting the Man City clean sheet. If they really struggled to that level against Brighton, they're not going to get surely any better against Man City, are they? Newcastle, you wouldn't think. So it should be one-way traffic. Um, I'm quite happy to have a double defence in Haaland. I think it saves me the midfield conundrum because I think you could be jumping around there all season and keep ending up with the wrong one if you try and play that game with Man City midfielders. I, 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 do, I do probably think, if I'm being honest, Foden's probably the best eight million mid out of all of them. I know Saka will have his moments. Madison started well. Diaz scored tonight. Mount will have a 20-pointer invariably at some point. But I think... I think Foden, if I was going to have a dead team from now on, I think I'd probably put Foden in it of the eight millions. But yeah. Um, Craig, sorry, I need to interrupt you. Are you going about um, are you going to talk about the predictor league? Yes. <laughs> so all, all four of us are in a in a in a little betting predictor league. That, and last week me and Craig came joint first. So it was a tie break this week. And Craig absolutely battered me. So he wins last week's money and the winner of this week's money, Martin. Am I? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you will both win yourselves 30 20, quid, I think it is. Yeah, I won it. I won that last year a few times and it's, yes, 20 or 30. Yeah. That's why I get most of our feedback in by September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, I think my first season, something like that happened for me. I think both times I've won 30 quid once. And then I think one time I, sh- I shared it, so I literally got the 45. So, yeah, nice. It's good. But, yeah, well done, guys. You're you two the first two winners. Annoyingly, Martin had a great score this week because I think I had the second highest. He got 130, I got 100. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Man on man on pod have won the first two weeks of that, so that's good. Yeah. We were the two that weren't playing originally. Thomas introduced us last minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Guys. I should have inserted my, my 20% clause. <laughs> yeah, activate that clause. Um, anything else on City and Newcastle before we head off? Um, okay, I'd, I'd, just off. I think, would you, would you play Trippier in this at, ahead of like Pereira, for example? That's going to be a decision for lots of people. No. I'd be playing Pereira. I mean, oh. Pereira Pereira allegedly went off with an injury. Don't know what's happening on that one. Well, so that's something yeah, to keep I mean, an eye on. My thing is, no one thinks that Manchester City won't score and won't score at least two goals. Therefore, what are you expecting from Trippier? Chances are he's, you know, he's going to be 50-50 to pick up a yellow card as well because he's going to have the attacking threat of whether it be Foden or Mares or Grealish or whoever plays. So, you know, he's going to get that baseline two points. You've got to hope he doesn't get a book in and you've really got to hope that he gets some sort of attacking return. You know, I, I think it looks like a trippier two-pointer to me personally. So if I owned him, I'd, I'd probably go for Andreas Pereira over, over him if I had two and it was between those two. I'm going to play him, I think. just He's a set-piece taker. You never know, right? You you you, you hope that you might get something. One decent caller that one of 10 other players can head in or nine other players, not including the goalkeeper, and you might you might get something. So I'm happy to sell those next three aren't the most attractive to me. I don't think Wolves will get battered either in game week two. So I think an aggressive move, if you've got Trippier, is to sell for the next three. 
Mm. I think there are you could go Cucurella. Um, you could downgrade to a Henry and upgrade some upgrade Bailey or something. So that's on my mind to maybe do that. But I'm also not against keeping him and playing him the next three because I think he has got. I don't. I don't think Newcastle will get battered either. I think they've shown enough resilience and things to, to improve defensively. Any I say, any take set pieces. So you never know when he might score a free kick or. He's. An, he, I think he's one of the more awkward players now, Trippier, for that reason. The only thing I would say is he's not a Trent, he's not a Cancelo, which, you know, yes, he's on free kicks or whatever, but, you know, that's a free kick against arguably the best goalkeeper in the league. Manchester City, as you've mentioned before, Craig, as well, have the best defence in the league. So, you know, I think if he got an attacking return against Manchester City, it would be a surprise. Yeah, it would. and I've got you know, two lots of seven points off him, which I wasn't expecting, to be honest. So I think he's 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 already done done his good deed for my team, I think. I, I understand if you're weighing up between Trippier and Andreas Pereira, you may think, well, you know, Pereira's still a bit of an unknown quantity, Fulham are Fulham. You know, I get that. But if your asset is someone that's maybe slightly better, a Neto or someone like that, then I think I'd just play the attacking player because for me... I'm not expecting Trippier to get more than two points in this game. No. But are his replacements? They, not all of us predicted Leeds to score, I think, earlier. So the replacements aren't necessarily guaranteed clean sheets either, are they? Unless you yeah. can get to Kyle Walker. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a price rise, though. He's 5.1. Uh, yeah. Oh, has he? I think you've got him, Neil Martin. No, I don't have him, though. Oh, that was a draft then. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. has said, uh, well, well, Blackburn winning a BBD on the score sheet again. Absolutely. Yeah, I brought, him in, I, brought, him. I brought him in in Gaffer this week ahead of uh, his hat trick against Reading. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, Reading didn't do very well, did they, at the weekend? No, let's move on. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might say that. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, big one. Oh, two teams out of form. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that helps Man United at all, if I'm honest. Okay. <laughs> Liverpool are going to be fuming, aren't they? Uh, they're going to be desperate to smash this. And I think they probably will. Um, but yeah, look at those last three results. 4-2 to Liverpool, 5-0 to Liverpool, 4-0 to Liverpool. I uh, can't see it being much difference, really. I think Ten Hag has to set up defensively. I think he has to go to three at the back, surely, and just literally try and nullify. And if he scrapes a draw, he just that means he's avoided defeat. That Darwin red card has done him a massive favour because he hasn't got to think about pairing Martinez up against him now, which could have been a disaster. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, but I, I still think... I mean, Salah just loves this fixture, doesn't he? He just always, always, he's always it. on it for this. I, yeah. You think you play Diaz up front then? No, well, I'm not. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why Firmino wasn't in the squad. So I'm not. I'm oh, not sure. But. Oh, sorry. That's. I'm saying that on the assumption if Firmino wasn't in the squad again, I don't think he'd start direct, that Diaz up front if Firmino's fit. They've got but no striker, if Firmino isn't fit, who? They've got no other striker. No, Jot is injured as well. Jota's so injured. Minamino's not there. Uh, Origi's not there. 
So, Surely they're not moving Diaz away from Dallo. Uh, so I've very rarely seen a right back so sort of unaware of anything that's going on around him positionally with Dallow. He may have some attacking threat and not bad going forward, but he's so I don't even know the word to describe it. We just say he just seems to not have they, any awareness. They may well, if Firmino for any reason doesn't play, they may well do that false nine thing that Man City used to do. Hmm. Yeah, I think. As well, I don't think if if Manchester United aren't going to go to a back three, if I was Ten Hag, I honestly wouldn't play Martinez in this game. No, I'd be playing Varane, Lindelof, and I. Yeah, he just needs to sit this one out because you're going to destroy his confidence. I mean, Grant that's been done already. I well, mean. yeah, but I mean that's why I took him off at Brentford because he's just getting shamed up. He, he's can't Absolutely. play centre-back in the Premier League. He, he just can't. Not in a two. mix it with big, strong Premier League strikers. Just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I know Arsenal were interested in him, but we were very clear that we wanted him to be a left-back. I was going to say, you, uh, left, you know, left, left side, weren't you? Which is you wouldn't play Zinchenko at centre-back, would you? Uh, I mean, I guess because he's been doing it in, in Holland, May United or Ten Hag is, is fine with it. But for me... No, 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 no. Different, very different. Daily vibes, is it? When they had him playing, trying to play centre back for a bit. That's a great comparison. I mean, yeah, he just he doesn't even he doesn't look. And that's a strange thing to say. He just doesn't look like a centre back. He looks like an agile fullback that should be kind of tucked out wide, in my opinion. It's, he's you wouldn't place Cucurella in a centre back as a in, as a two. It's that right. similar kind of build. If you know what I mean, Martin, do you think Carvalho could play up front for uh, Liverpool? Or do you think that I, I guess they could play him on the left and Diaz up front? Well, he, could, he, he came could, on today. They, they brought him on. To, they brought him on tonight, so maybe maybe that's a possibility. They I brought him on against Fulham as well, didn't they? Yeah, they brought him on against. Yeah, mm. he was on against Fulham as well. I don't know his attributes well enough if he can play if he can lead the line press the way that Klopp needs someone to press. I don't know if that's his game. He's not a, stri- he's not a striker. <laughs> Not as much as Diaz would be, I don't think. He's a goal scorer, though, isn't he? We saw it. Yeah. We saw it for Fulham. He, can, he knows where the net is. So, I mean, they haven't got many other options, have they, really? I don't think you really need to be a goal scorer to play false nine. It's as much about movement and holding up the ball and allowing those wide forwards to, to bounce off of you almost. So, you know, if he... Yeah, you could say like Foden. Arguably, when Foden played false nine, he didn't score that many goals. No, exactly. but the team played well. So for me, yeah, I, he he could be used there. I mean, it's a little bit of a risk given the you know he's he's playing in Championship last season and now he's leading the line against Manchester United at Old Trafford. But you know. He, if he's going to step up to this level, then he's got to be available for games like this. I mean, I'm looking at Liverpool's bench now and there's no other real options. No. Nah. Um, like Yotta or Firmino will get fit enough to play an hour or something, won't they, for, for a one-off game? I think that's probably the most likely outcome. You, you... I think it would be Firmino too, because it was fairly last minute that he, um, that he wasn't, that he pulled out or he wasn't involved, so... Watch his space in terms of injury information on him. Get your money on there. Look, Diaz, nine to four, anytime goal scorer. That suddenly looks a big price all of a sudden. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that one. The Liverpool tweet did say Firmino is is a precaution. So, Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I think it's not a transfer. That could be a blessing. Um, right. Man United are going to get pumped. Move on. 
the game week game week three captaincy. Yeah, it's like game week three last season. I don't know if you remember, but there wasn't a standout captain for game week three last year. I captained Antonio for, I think West Ham played like Southampton at home or so. He started well the first two weeks and I punted on him. Um, this week, I don't think fixture-wise, at least, there's no massive standout captain. I suppose some might say salaries because they're playing Man United, but I think I'd like to think Ten Hag's a bit shrewder to do something about it. Um, but all like Kane... Not the easiest home game, I don't think. Haaland, not the easiest away game. Odds-wise, Haaland's the, the shortest price again to score any time, as, he, as he's been all three game weeks so far. But something tells me he's not the best captain. I don't know where the majority will go this week, to be honest, for this. I'm guessing that it will be Salah. But I think it's quite open here. I think Who's it's your captain, Darren? I was going to say, can we have a quick around the table? Who's got who this week? I, I'm on Jesus at the moment with Haaland Vice. I'm going to go Salah, I think. Who's your vice, Martin, just in case? Harland. Harland would be vice. I'm the same as Darren. Jesus, captain, Harland, vice. Oh, and I've got Harland, captain, Jesus, vice at the moment. Oh, I really, I really <laughs> want a captain, Jesus. I do want a captain. In I want a captain, a little bit. But I tell you what scares me about that. Salah. Well... <laughs> um, um, don't know him, so <laughs> very yeah, well. I mean, that's silly in itself. Um, I've considered vicing him as well, um, uh, but oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I, mean, I, I didn't handpick these numbers on purpose or on the slide, but he's got the highest expected goals so far. He's he's got about four or five. It felt like watching the highlights on the weekend against Leicester. He's he's, he's got the most goal attempts. Got the highest expected goals. And Bournemouth, I accept they've played Man City as one of their two games, which isn't ideal, but. Second for shots conceded. You fancy Arsenal to have a using a champ man analogy again. Arsenal could have 14, 15 shots in this game. How many who scores the goals and how many go in? But it feels like one of those games. I think Jesus is a definite option. I, I can see oh, I can see something like Jesus and Salah, you know, both score a couple, but obviously if Salah gets the extra point for the goal and a clean sheet, then you know he's got this it's more points, isn't it? So that's the that's the only, that's the main reason I'd go Salah, really, because I can see them both doing well, but Salah will just get more points for being a midfielder, really. You've got to look at the I think I'm just like scared that. that it's like a reaction decision after um, Jesus's great performance oh. on, on Saturday, but no, because he was really good performance so. in every game so far. I mean, it's not a reaction to one game, he's been great so far, like so, yeah. And he's he's also, he's good against Palace without scoring and smashed Leicester, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's been dangerous as hell. Um, but I mean, looking at the table below as well, you know, he's playing Bournemouth. They've got the second most conceded shots. It's like you got to be thinking, why not? Mm. So if you're happy, captain in a way player. I know some people don't like doing that, um, but say so all of the, apart from Tottenham, most of them. Premium assets are away this week, which my whole team's away. <laughs> I've got a trip here at home. I think he's my only one. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't away, really yeah, yeah, I away play away days, chip. I know. Hang mm. on. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I was doing the whole Kane to Harland thing back and forth, and I might continue it a little bit in Sky potentially, but I'm really frustrated with how deep Kane is playing again. Like I can't do it. It just it pisses me off so much how deep he comes. Um, so yeah, I don't think I think I'm just going to stick on Haaland. Um, 
I think I'd be fine. Up that him and Salah would be my premiums. Um, anything more? Darren, uh, pocket your first point one of the season into your actual into your treasure chest. He's got up twice, hasn't he? Now, Harlan. Uh, well, that's not my first mate. I've got about point four. I think you've got Martinelli, haven't you? Yeah, Martinelli's Martinelli. another one. Isn't it? Yeah. Martinelli had two price rises. Yeah. It's just yeah. funny that Harlan got another price rise, having not managed to score against Bournemouth, and Sunday's price went up again. I don't know who's brought him in on the back of not scoring against Bournemouth. I don't know why, because he got an assist <laughs> because people got so pissed off with Kane. <laughs> um, to be fair, he should have scored as well because Foden could have squared yeah. him the ball. Yeah. yeah, Foden didn't pass him. Yeah, that was very frustrating for everyone involved. And you um, know, Pep, Pep was so clear about that in his interview, wasn't he? Like, you know that that's getting hammered into them this week. If you're in that position, you don't need to look up. Just square the fucking thing and he'll tap it in. Yeah. So they're going to be... That's why so he's they, here. That's what we're here for. <laughs> they're not going to make that mistake again, are they? I don't no, think. definitely not. Um, so, yeah, exactly the point. It's... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, anything on this before I move on? It is the week to take a punt, though. I don't think it's... Like, the first two weeks have been quite predictable, I think, for captains. This week is the first real week where we might get some decent rank rises or... Drops if you pick the wrong one. Don't say that. I'm doing alright. We're all doing well, aren't we? I mean, I don't know why. Is that obviously after tonight there'll be a, there'll be a fluctuation, but before tonight we was all made steady enough starts. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. we've all had a good enough week this week as well. To be fair. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've done quite well. Um. Okay. Questions. Right. We've been at one hour fifteen. Let's see if we can get these done quickly. Yeah, let's let's not all four of us answer every one, or we'll be here for another hour. Okay, okay. John has said, talk about Dennis and the best five point five and five million midfielders. Who wants to answer that one? Or I'll nominate. <laughs> we kind of touched on it through the pod, really, haven't we? That kind of Bailey replacements and other things you can do. Dewsbury Hall, etc., etc. Is Dennis um, listed as a striker or a midfielder? Striker, I think. He'll be a forward, right. surely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how much he is. Is he 5.5? No, surely not. He'll be more than that, won't he? 6, 6.5 for Dennis. He's got to be, hasn't he? Surely. He'd probably be, what, he'd probably be the same price as a one-year. Um, he he can't be more than Mitrovic. No way. No, no chance. No, we'll be uh, Talk about Dennis. Uh, he used to play for Watford. He now plays for Notts Forest. <laughs> <laughs> um... Is he a good player? Well, yes, we'll wait and see. However, though, because they've also got twenty strikers, so we can't. <laughs> so they got. Well, yeah, that's the that's is the thing, isn't it? The like they've got so many, they've got so many strikers now. Like they're just going to suddenly drop this. So one year, one year, Surridge, Taylor, Dennis, Malpai. He's not in the game yet, is he? Another guy coming? No, no, he's not. They only announced it yesterday. Or the week I think before. he'll be six mil. He'll be six mil, I think. But um, he's a wait and see. He definitely wouldn't care about it too much. If he's six mil, I, if he's six mil, I'd rather have Solanke or Kiefer Moore, whoever's going to play properly up front for Bournemouth yeah, and play go. every week. I think exactly what Martin says. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Brian has said a Scottish football. He's six million. Player. Sorry, Nottingham Forest tweeted it out. His All price right. reveal, but he's not actually in the game yet. So we uploaded tomorrow, I'm sure. But yeah, he's six million. He's six million. Not interested. A Scottish football manager, that's a pretty cool in itself, was telling me how beneficial he feels the new five sub rule is for squad harmony because he can get more players involved. It's early days, but how do you think the five sub rule is working out in the Premier League? I expected to hate it, but I've barely noticed it. Honestly, I too have barely noticed it. Don't think it's a problem. Well, I think what I've noticed is that there's been several examples of managers making three subs at the same time. 
Mm. Um, Ten Hag did it at the weekend. Klopp did it tonight. I'm pretty sure I saw that come up. Um, I think Vieira might have done it as well. I think the impact of it is that you're barely ever going to need your bench because whoever's in your starting eleven, unless they're injured or just weren't available in the first place, they're probably going to come on at some point. That that's that's how I see it. Like the bench is even it's even less important to have a strong bench unless unless you really want to rotate a starting position. Um, so I don't know if, if any of you guys have had points off your bench yet, but I haven't been anywhere close to it. And no, <laughs> no, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Only in Anstey. <laughs> I, th- I think you can get away differently with a third de- a third option is a dead asset all season. I think, especially if it's a striker, where there's obviously a big quite a big price drop down. Like Darren's obviously talking about Undav. He spent a million more than he needed to on that position. They could have just had a four point five doing that job, couldn't he? So yeah. I, I do think you can get away with having a. There'll be a bench boost at some point, but even then, I might just think, "Fuck it, I'll bench boost two subs or three subs, including the keeper." Okay. Yeah. Uh, Darcy Kellock has said it's still early, but have any of your fears around generous pricing been realised already? Mm. I don't think so. I I kind of like the, how the game was priced in all in all reality. It is um, quite template, isn't it? It is but, a little bit template now. I think um, the. The, the good thing that's emerging is this like strikers have had a decent start. So people are starting to think about obviously Darwin Nunes getting sent off tonight has not helped this. No. But people are starting to think about oh, can I play three up front? So that's gonna help variety and strategy a little bit. It, but it, it especially yeah. will with a few of the teams that we didn't expect to do so well, starting to actually, you know, Forest, Bournemouth, etc., starting to score a few. Leeds again, potentially, it will help break the mould I think um, things like Salah blanking like he has tonight that will help as well because you know a few people will jump off of him I mean not loads whatever I it's don't know who's jumping off Salah before a Man United game <laughs> yeah who knows but this is the game Salah? you know first few weeks people people will see him you know 13 million he didn't score Diaz did he's 8 million people will drop down and then they'll be able to spend their five million elsewhere. Some people will do that. Probably not the best decision, like you said, when they're about to play Man United, but some people will do it. It's true. Um, more grand, isn't it? But Salah's not an option if you're only going to captain him even half the time. I think you need to always be captaining him at least half the time minimum to make him justifiable spending 30 million on him. And Ireland is a genuine option, which he will be. But if you're in the mindset you're going to captain him most weeks, even when it's an away game that's not the most desirable, you probably get away with that Salah, I think. Yeah. And that'll be the decision. People probably, I think people will persevere to a wild card, but after that, there will be a decision to make. I would think. I might get Salah in a wild card. Jordan has asked, "Should I keep Diaz and Robertson for a while as the fixtures still look good?" You've answered your own question. I'm tempted to move from five at the back if Nunes <laughs> or if mm-hmm. an eight million mid looks really good. I'll have two free transfers after next game week, and I game week, and I have one million in the bank. Okay, bloody. That's hell. Ruben Diaz as well, by the way. I think not Luis Diaz. I would have said so because he's talking about defenders, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would completely keep Diaz and Robertson. For no problem with that. Obviously, you can't get a Nunes now. I mean, you can, but you'll have three games without him. Um, but for, he's attempted to move from five at the back. If five at the back's working for you, and you've got those two, don't see why you need to. Um, 
if an agent... you like Nunes going forward, you could wait. Well, he's probably going to drop point two or point three over the next few weeks now, isn't he? Nunes. Yeah. I reckon a point a point two max he'll drop. I don't think he was widely owned anyway, was he? So we well, got a price rise this week. I think he was fairly high. Three games out. Oh yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, he definitely could go down to like eight point eight. Well, anyone that sold maybe went from um, Jesus because some people sold him after Palace, for example, and went to Nunes. Will probably just go back because Arsenal have a good run. You could go down if Tony does something this weekend. You know, you could go to t- all the way down to Tony. Watkins returned at the weekend. You might want to get him in. There's there's decent options that are like a million or, or even two million cheaper. So I do think anyone that owns Nunes, surely you sell him. You don't want nine. Is it nine on nine point one or it's nine point one at the minute? Yeah, well, you, you can't have that. You can't keep him. No, you no. keep him. I mean that's the, that's the good thing for people who didn't. None of us owned um, Darwin. So. The great thing for us now is that everyone who had him does have to try kind of make a move this that they didn't want to this week, probably next week, probably. So that kind of the good thing as well is is where he's at Liverpool as well. So you know it kind of really mixes it up a little bit because they can't they can't even though they might want say for example they might want Diaz. You know that that's not a straight swap, is it? You know because he's a midfielder, so it's a two moves. So there's no other Liverpool option that's really going to be viable. Unless they genuinely think Firmino can perform in the next three, which isn't impossible. But... I think Robertson's a possible sell, though, especially if you've got Trent. I think there's an argument now you don't need, maybe if you need money and you've got both, mm. you could maybe downgrade into James for 1.5 and that will allow Bailey up to a 6.5. You could go down to a 4.5 and that allows you the third striker up to Tony or something. I think he is a bit of a cash cow, Robertson. I think he's an easy sell for that reason. If you haven't got a lot of ways to free up money in your team, I think I can see why people might look to move Robertson on to allow other things, won't it? But I probably wouldn't say if I didn't have Trent. I think you want one of them to Liverpool. Yeah. Full yeah. Back. Um, Mark Dorney has said downgrade Cancelo or Kane to get Jesus. Kane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100% yeah, yeah, downgrade yeah. Kane. Use that money elsewhere. Um, definitely, there's no no way. Um, Pep Talk uh, said, is it worth getting rid of cheap players with your transfers, like Bailey, for example, for other cheap players with a low ceiling that you might not even play every week, just so you don't lose any team value, or should you be prioritising early season transfers on the first 11? I don't know my question. Yeah, it ties in with my question underneath. Bailey one. Yeah, just to sorry, read Craig's question as well. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'll ask a question. Go on then, Craig. Uh, what is a bigger issue at the stage of the season, taking a minus four or accepting a price drop? Did you put that question in because obviously that's something that I was, well, we've been talking about this week straight away. This feels like a bit of a talking point. What uh, Now, is, is team value really important now? Because obviously if you lose point one on someone, that might stop you replacing them easily because you have to I, downgrade. I have never cared about team value until this year. And for some reason, I was like, it seems really sensible if you know someone's going to drop to jump off them and get and, and, and don't lose money. And I I don't know why suddenly I felt like playing that way, but this I've never really cared about the team value. And when people put, how much is your team worth? I'm just like, I don't really care. I don't even look. But I do realise that, you know, if Bailey drops to 4.9, 
it now does make it tricky for me to get someone else in, for instance. So I can only really get a four point five. Um, so I can. But you're only that. considering you're only considering that because of the form of the player as well. If you genuinely thought that Bailey was gonna, I don't know, if Bailey had, I don't know, let's just think um, Fulham, Bournemouth, and Southampton in his next three games. And you knew that he was going to get a price drop. Would you sell him? No, which is exactly what I'm not doing. Like I had two, I had two players there in Rashford and Bailey, and I, you know, to, I could have got rid of both of them for a minus four to save on the price drop of both of them. But yeah. even if Bailey does drop, I do quite like his fixtures. I do expect him to start next game. Um, so I kept him and just got rid of Rashford. So that's, yeah, I mean that's my take on it. I think yeah, sell if if the players if your player's going to get a price drop and they're not in great form. I had a similar situation. I had Sancho, who I punted on because I thought you know we all punted on United. They tricked us yeah. in preseason. Oh, absolute. If you had Nunes as well, Thomas, now you take a hit to get rid of him, right? Even though you've already got Sancho up. If, if you happen to own Nunes, you'd already made all your moves this week. Use all your free yeah. transfers that you own Nunes. You'd sell for the hit, wouldn't you? This I, I, yeah, this week, 100% yeah. that, yeah. Because of the, yeah, I mean, but that would, I, but I would be bringing in someone who, um, with the aim anyway, that I wouldn't need to make a transfer the following week. I don't think I'd do a one punt, one week punt um, for a minus four as well. I, I, I don't think I'd do that. Um but yeah, I mean, I sold Sancho for Josh De Silva and I had two free transfers. So, you know, and Sancho has Liverpool this week. So it was always a sort of a, a risk picking him. I had hoped that he'd return in those first two games so that the Liverpool game I could just kind of let go. But he's got like three points in two games. But I don't think always select, I mean, he, did, he didn't end up having the price drop in the end, but Gabriel Jesus, some people thought that he would get a price drop after the Crystal Palace game. Now, I tweeted out, if he has a price drop, I don't care. I'm keeping him. Yeah. So I do think it depends on, on the form and the fixtures as well yeah, as to whether you sell. I wouldn't just sell because a player was about to go on a price drop. I think Martin friends about it earlier, that you don't really need your bench at the minute. So if you've is it worth taking a hit to get Bailey out when you don't really need your bench? You probably, if you could play Andreas for two or three weeks, mm. you're not that bad. It probably the, so cheap players. Yeah, I've, I've got the same problem. Do I sell? Do I be aggressive and sell Trippier for a better five million defender, Cucurella or someone, or do I sell Bailey to get Adam Lalana in or Dewsbury Hall in? What's going to be better for my team? Adam fucking Lalana. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late, mate, but... Uh, he's, playing, he's playing, like, Brighton have got a good run of games. He's starting all of the game. He's quite creative, right? He, he, he could get something. But uh, I, I'd, I'd have... Cas- have wind away At Brighton, I'd have... Cas- like it's, not, it's not glamorous. The, the aggressive move is take Trippier out for another five million defender who's got more upside. He's the aggressive move. Casado, so Tom. Thomas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casado. He's five million as well at Brighton. I'd rather have him than Lallana, personally. Yeah. But it's, but the point's the same, right? It's, it neither yeah, the point good. is the same, yeah. They're going to get you a lot of points, uh, whichever one you get. Where I could get a better defender in for Trippier, who's probably got more upside for the next couple of weeks. But I think I'm edging tall. I don't want to I don't want to take the price drop at this point in the season. So I think I'm more likely to sell Bailey, even though it's quite a defensive move. 
Have you got Neko Williams already? No. So would you not consider going Trippier to Williams and then just hold that one million? Yeah, it's an option, but then I've already got Archer, I've already got Andreas, so I have Bailey and I have Neko Williams. Do I want four players like that? Williams play, Williams is playing every week. He's on set pieces. We've already said earlier that we'd start him if we owned him. I don't think he's a terrible pick. I've not, I've, I own him. I haven't started him yet. But at the same time, I'm not afraid of Henry. I think for 4.5, then Neko Williams for four. But I don't know. I saw oh, I could go to Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And is, is that better? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard question. I think I'm more in line to try and protect my value rather than the points at this point of the season, I think is the answer to the question. But would you not can also take into account players who are potentially going to rise? As in Neko Williams, I can see getting a price rise. It's surely not going to be much longer before, you know, I remember us having this conversation before the season started and we said, I, I specifically remember saying something like, he only needs to get one attacking return or, or, or a clean sheet in the first couple of games, and his value will go up. That's fair. If if, if I could, if I knew now, go up point two before wild card, I think it's an option. Because I don't think I want him after wild card. But if you can lock in that point one, when are you wild card in again, Craig? I don't know really. Seven, eight, somewhere like that is the likely plan. But I, I don't know. I I would say he'll go up by point two by then, personally. I think he'll, he sh- he'll surely go up in the next few days, given that he's he's um, kept a clean sheet. And those people that watched either match of the day or watched the game or whatever would see that he was an attacking threat. He's on set pieces. So it's only a matter of time before he gets an attacking yeah, return as well. Next question. Two more. Michael Farquharson has said, who's the best differential captain this week? A differential captain is difficult. Well, we, we kind of spoke about captaincy, didn't we? Yeah. Diaz. Yeah, I was going to say I, I like I like um, I like Craig's point about Diaz against Dallo. Um, so it depends what you class as a differential. Yeah, I was going to say some, someone who's not Jesus, Harland, Kane. It's got to be someone who's likely to be owned because I don't. For example, if if you knew Firmino was starting against Man United. It's not a terrible shout, but at the same time, I don't think many people will own Firmino. Um, no, no, I still no. think Arsenal are probably in line to score the most goals this game week would be my guess. So I, I didn't even pun on someone like Martinelli. I know his ownership's quite high, but... Mm. It's only about 10%, won't be, so. isn't it? Or 15% now? Martinelli is about 25%, isn't it? Oh, wow, wow, that's rocketed since I last yeah, that's Yeah, he's had two price rises. Um, no, that's a good shout from Craig there, Martinelli. Yeah. But so that that's the kind of people we're looking at. Um, didn't Leicester have a good game as well? Southampton, yeah. Madison's not a bad shout if you've got Madison him. Yeah. Or Vardy, even Vardy's not that highly owned either. Um, Son, just who? putting out there playing Wolves. Oh, Son, I mean, he's yeah. quite highly owned, but at the same time, I don't think many people will captain him. That's true. Um, Eric Ness Onstadt has said updated rating eight. Updated rating eight mids plus Bowen since I own him. Might be tempted to go mount now that everyone gets rid. Love those fixtures and returns imminent in my opinion. We discussed Chelsea earlier. I think we completely agree that they're due uh, to smash a few teams and they're starting to click. Mount's just... I, I really like Mason Mount, but I just I don't know. He's just not doing it for me. Um, 
in reality. But if they do turn up, he might start to pull out those those assists and the occasional goal. So he's not a terrible person to go to in my eyes. No, I scored if he's going to assist, don't they? Until they get a goal scorer that you can trust. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't bought anyone yet. Yeah, I know. I they're, know. they're quite keen on Aubameyang now. Um, I mean, no comment. But like pissing in the wind, if I'm honest. <laughs> I I don't know if if I mentioned it. I think I did when we, when we did our preseason pod, and my one of my last decisions was Sancho or Mount. And to be honest with you. I think Mount's probably outscored Sancho by about one point. Yeah, I was going to say but, there's nothing in it. <laughs> yeah, it's shit and shitter, those two. But you do, I do feel like Mount, you know, he will find form. And yeah, my chances against Tottenham. If I, if I was considering Mount, I'd probably wait for him to have a, like his first good game and then jump on it after that because, I, you know, he could easily not return this week as well. But I think he goes in in patches of good form, and I'd rather just wait, miss a, miss his first good game, and jump on him shortly afterwards. Cool. Done. Oh, Done. you remembered the slide. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe. We really like. appreciate it, guys. If you've, yep. if you've yep. watched the video but you haven't subscribed yet, smash the subscribe button. It does make a difference to us. Yada yada yada. All that. Anyone just... listening on audio, um, what is it? Give us a Spotify rating. As yeah, well. rate us yeah, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, that. all that, all that. Yeah. As many stars as possible is appreciated. Of course, just means is. that more people find the podcast. Exactly that. Yeah. The more you listen, the more it'll improve. Come on, <laughs> right, guys. Thank you very much. Really appreciate. Aaron, it. this is for you. I know you like it. The J Lings. <laughs> Seems like a good place to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, I mean, does Zaha have one? Like, uh, who fucking know? Know. Don't look it up. I'm going. That's right. The, that's said in sign language, I think. Right. Sign language. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Right. Later. Bye. Bye.